The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Connor Happer. We have another report about the cream cheese. Mike Schaefer. What the hell? This is Happer and Schaefer. So, it hadn't really even crossed my mind until... I started reading some of the conversations that people were having about this yesterday. Um, and one of my least favorite things to do is assistant coach searches. Oh, how do you not love it? You can just pick any former player and he can instantly be a better you coach. You can pick any person on planet Earth. That's That's why. That's why throwing names out there doesn't make any sense. So there's currently, I'm looking at it on Facebook. There's a there's a really nice um, you know back and forth, good conversation going on about who the next offensive coordinator should be or who the ne- who all of these assistants should be, and people already have this all planned out. Oh, good guys like Joe Gans. Um, why? Yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe Gans. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Let's say Nate from Facebook says Graham Harrell. For offensive coordinator, um, a lot of people mentioning Jake Peets from LSU, who I believe is from here. Um, offense, they, they've already, I mean, Mickey Joseph obviously is a part of this as the wide receiver coach. Guys, I, I guess I don't want to be too, you know, I just approach this a little bit differently than everybody else does. I think, um, People like to approach assistant coaches hiring, and now we have four of them at the same time, or, or three of them, or however many it's going to be at the same time. So it's just triple the stupidity for me. But we approach it the same way we do with like coaching searches or like free agent pickups for your baseball team or for your football team. We don't have a wide receiver right now. Let's go get the best wide receiver in the country. And that not only is not how it works, but that's not how it should work. That's that's not how it should work. What I want Nebraska to do, I genuinely don't care who it is, <laughs> like what the name is. What I want Nebraska to do, what I want Scott Frost to do, is hire a staff, hire a group of guys or girls, whatever it is, that he trusts that he could put his trust in as an offensive coordinator, and that offensive coordinator can have autonomy with his offense. That means probably hiring his own offensive line coach. That probably means hiring his own wide receiver coach. I want the I want Scott Frost far away from the offense. This is my new Christmas wish list. Mm, seems unlikely. I know. It's like asking for an Xbox yet again that I will never get. <laughs> Don't you already have an Xbox? I just uh, as a kid or whatever. Oh, okay. the, the, you know the present that you never got, but then eventually you got it at some point. That's a great question. Like a bicycle or something. I don't know. I have to think about it. The BB gun. 
Never wanted a BB gun. Yeah. I just I, I want them to hire a coherent group of people that can communicate an offense, have a vision, have a plan for an offense for what they're going to do, whatever that plan is, can recruit to it, can adapt personnel to it, can bring in transfers that apply to it. I mean, look at what Nebraska has done in – I mean, think about Marquis Step, right? They brought in Marquis Step because this whole idea of we're going to run like a downhill power offense and we're going we're gonna to do that whole thing. And either A, that just hasn't clicked and that's a step deal, or B, they haven't been doing that. They haven't been doing what they set out to do. I tend to think it's B. And unfortunately, Marquis Step got caught up in that mess. It needs a vision. It needs a um it needs a plan and it needs some communication and coherence from the top down. And I don't know that if you just pick and pluck names that have been loosely involved with the Nebraska football program before that accomplishes that. That does not put Scott Frost in the best position to continue being the head coach here. And I want that. I want this to work. But a lot of stuff has to happen in order for that to work. And that's, that is not one of them. Yeah, and that's where uh, that's where if you can go find a veteran offensive coordinator and who's going to have connections to part of it for me is that so much of the Scott Frost experience for him has been insular. Which what I mean by that is he was at Oregon. He's hired people that he worked with at Oregon. He's been at UCF. He brought that whole staff with him. He's only really had to go hire coaches a couple times and. You know, he struck some gold when he was at UCF. Like, obviously, some of the guys that he was able to hire there are retaining Sean Becton and Travis Fisher and then bringing them up to Nebraska. Those are two of the best coaches that they have on the staff. Becoming good friends of Eric Shenander and, and those guys, what they did at Oregon, and then going to UCF. I mean, I think Eric Shenander has been a, a big win for him. So it's not that he can't evaluate a I think Greg Austin's and, and, a good coach, too. Right. Uh, you know? Well, and it's just, I don't know. Right. I don't know what it's to, tough. to do there because obviously it wasn't working. Yep. Um, That's okay. And yeah, so sometimes it happens that way. Right. And, and you have to, you have to sort of be able to move on. What, what interests me is I don't, I don't know that he has, or is a wash with a connections and B people who would want to work with him in a situation yeah. that has, I mean, you're talking about cloudy. There's a black cloud hanging over this job. It's a tough sell. So I, here's the sell, though. I, I I mean, you if you can, you don't have to ignore all that. That can be out there on the table. Look, this is a one year deal. We got to get it right. Mm-hmm. The pressure is high. We understand that. Um, but on the other hand, if if we're talking about an offensive coordinator here, the pitch is it's yours here. Take this. Build it however you want to build it. Here are the pieces that we have. They're not bad. They're not bad. We have a, a young, experienced offensive line um, that you can mold and shape however you want. Um, you can find a running back in the transfer portal as easy as anything, <laughs> you know? Well, they have several to pick from, so and, it's not like there would be nothing there. And then yeah. Gabe Irvin would come back sure. and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And also, you get to handpick your quarterback. Handpick your quarterback. Now that's a good that's a good sell. If if I'm a if I'm an offensive coordinator, I get to handpick and bring my quarterback with me. 
what if I'm sitting there and I'm the offensive coordinator and you're pitching all of this to me and I just turn around and I'm basically like, yeah, but what do you do? I don't believe you. Basically, like, what what are you going to do? Because I, I I'm just, just your boss. <laughs> I'm be wandering up and down the sidelines. Yeah, I'm just here to watch. Yeah. No, nah, I mean it's uh no, I that, it's not that I don't want to be like that. It, it, he gets to be the head coach, you know, and, and he gets to be better at in-game stuff, which has been really bad, you know. Well, so part of the concern that I have is basically, so, okay, the one thing that he was brought here for is the offense. That hasn't worked. What else have we seen? Well, they're not always motivated to play. The in-game stuff leaves a lot of questions to be answered. It does. It has um, from day one. Yeah, it's not like this is just a this year thing. I mean, there's stuff as simple as not going for two to get it to a, a two-score game instead of leaving yourself in a three-score game. Like, it doesn't matter. You still lose the game, but you also kind of want the coach who's thinking about, okay, this is what we got to do in order to come back and win. Now, do you buy the, do you buy the narrative or the thought that he could use a little bit more of his attention span on this stuff if not having his head buried in the play sheet? Yeah, maybe. Because um, I, I do. That's That's possible. Uh, the pulse of the team, the culture, the stuff that he always talks about while having to go through that and work through that over the last yeah. couple of years. He's also had to call the plays, you know? I'm also sort of fascinated about what it's going to be like over there for a guy who, you know, very important people that have been in this process with him are no longer there. I am really intrigued by that aspect of it. Yeah, too. where does he go? Because there was conversation about how he seemed to be not I wouldn't say checked out, but maybe a little bit more distant than usual uh from the program on certain things. And now there's people like Jared Lambrick is gone. Yep. Uh Ryan Held, really good friend of his. Gone. I wonder I wonder if there will be any other changes administratively. Well, I mean there's a big rumored one. Yeah. Uh, of someone considering a potential political run, mm -hmm. so therefore could not be working for the university at the same time. I don't know if that's the worst thing in the world. I, I don't know what will happen with that one. I'm just dancing yeah. around the rumor that's out there. So. Sure. Um, but well, I, What I, I'm saying, I, not that one in general, yeah. but I, I don't know if that's the worst thing in the world to have him surrounded by new people. Oh, no. I or, think or it, people I think who it could be good. Yeah. Or maybe people that Trev puts there. That I don't know. Because I, I do think that he needs to maintain a certain level of autonomy that it is still his program. That it's still him, end of the day, having to make those decisions and having to... I want it to be his his program on the football side. Like, I, I want I want sure. the football team to be his. But we're already talking about how it's not his offense anymore. Right, yeah. And it was never his defense. Right. And if it was his special teams, I don't know why he'd claim it. So... <laughs> Oh, yeah, he needs to hire a special teams coordinator, too. Sorry yeah. we haven't talked about that today. Hire a full-time special teams coordinator. There's one down in Texas that comes with a monkey. <laughs> did he get Did he get suspended no, or fired? Or I, okay. I think that story, for his own sake, has dropped off the map. That's nice. Uh, because, you know, other stuff happened, basically. Yeah. It, it is one of those things that, like, 10 years ago, a coach whose wife, monkey bit someone would last a lot longer in sort of the the media landscape yeah and now it gets about 36 hours that's the for the story go. to evolve and then it's just buried that's the way we roll 
It's it's buried. And now there's, you know, in Texas, the biggest thing right now is Joey McGuire went from being a head coach six years ago at high school to the head coach of Texas ah, Tech. See, this, this, this winds us back to our conversation. Outside the box, things can happen. It yeah, can, it look, can be done. I there's there are a lot of different ways this whole thing can go. There's a there's an opportunity for Scott Frost here to reshape what his vision was at Nebraska. He obviously talked to Trev Alberts about that, um, and now we get to we get to wait and see if that actually happens on the front side of it with who the people are. And then the backside of it is, what does it actually look like on the football field? This is a big question, but like the this. By text, the way, there's still two more games to be played. Oh yes, I, I'm glad you brought that up. We'll discuss that more in the ten o'clock hour. But um, this is a big question. It came in my head because of this text. So Shane and Lincoln, here it is. Is it really that weird for the head coach to be fairly hands-off with both the offense and the defense and be more responsible for the entire program? No, I don't think it is. I don't think it's that odd in the landscape of college football. But you just you just explained it like, basically, what are we doing here if we're taking away... I get it. I understand that yeah. point. So what I want to do is I want to find what Scott Frost is good at. And what I think he's good at, I think he is good at the culture stuff. I do. I like. I, I think he has his pulse on that, um, and I think with a little bit more focus on it, he would understand which buttons to hit a little bit better. And I don't think that's far off anyway. I, I think they're they're okay from from that perspective. Um, I think he's good at, at being the voice for the program. You know, weirdly enough, out of all all the time we spend making fun of him or his, in his press conferences and stuff like that. The reason why it sounds so jumbled sometimes is because his brain is everywhere. He's got 78 different responsibilities. I'll never forget what Trev said to us at Media Days. And I just asked him a, a simple question, a, a general question about being a detail-oriented guy. And he went into this, he spun off into this whole thing about how coaches are better in the boundaries. Better in the boundaries. So we 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 find those boundaries, we set them, and then we allow the people inside of them to do their jobs. And when that happens, the whole thing works. The whole thing works. But when you got one guy mixing into this side and this side and the administrative side, and he's like half the athletic director too because Bill Moose is on his ranch and like, you know, whatever is happening, it makes a lot of sense to why he sounds jumbled up there. And, and why the program looks that way, too. So let's take this opportunity to reset boundaries <laughs> and, and find out what needs to be accomplished inside of those roles and what Coach Frost is good at. Let's set that out, and then let's build around it. Because he's a smart guy. He is. I think he's assumed too much of the responsibility over the last three years yeah i mean there's no doubt um and the question is how will he handle delegating those responsibilities can he find ways to manage his time effectively and and apply it to some other aspect of the program that could be better served if he has that time available to him 
And then in addition to that, working with a new staff and, and everything else. I mean, there's we're going to learn a lot about it, but it does feel like there's a lot in here that evidence would suggest is difficult to see where the success will come from without a wholesale mental change from a, the keyest of key people involved. Yep. Um, Ultimately, all roads lead back to him. So what that actually means... We will, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it's just a, it's a fascinating opportunity. Um, I am like everyone else, very curious what it will ultimately look like and very dubious that a whole lot will be different. We'll take a quick break. Uh, your reaction to that more up next. More of Happer and Shaper is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.